Hello and welcome to episode 318 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine, fine evening is the man from the land of the corn. It's Jared Jerkum. Are you going to congratulate me yet? Not yet. All right. But there is a man who we do have to congratulate, or should I say a baby? That's right. It's the man who supports nothing but baby marriages. It's Alex Kalafi. Two weeks ago, I was a baby. And today, I come back to this podcast, a man baby. Yep. And donning <laughs> some new jewelry. That's right. I was, it was, we started talking before, before the show. Cause I was just, I was drumming with my, uh, my ring on the table. Um, I take oh, me, it. You weren't yeah. a, like a ring wearer beforehand, right? No. And in so fact, weird, there's something, right? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. So actually, let me ask you then. So a few months on, how do you feel about wearing a ring for the first time in your life? I'm guessing, unless you're a class ring guy. No, 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 no. Um, no, it was the first time I wore a ring, uh, or where I'm now wearing it. Um, I'd say in the beginning, I definitely would always like be twirling it around and just, yeah, like, Ooh, that's, you know, but honestly it's, I don't even really think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'll still mess with it from time to time, but but you sort of, you get used to it. Yeah. No, I'm starting to get more there a little You're bit. You're not um, even going to realize it's there. Trust it me. Was, but the old ball there, and chain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets heavier I'm, every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the dry cleaners today. Um, just the local dry cleaners, like drop off my suit and some shirts. Cause I went to a couple weddings, my own being one of them. This is and fascinating. Then, and then after I dropped him off, I'm like, do you do dry cleaning for wedding dresses? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, you going to get married. And then I showed him the ring and I'm like, I just got married. And then he said, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> nice. and then an old regular like an older who i'm guessing was a regular like maybe a guy in his 60s 70s came in after me and the guy who was like sort of the cashier there was like hey this sorry guy just got married oh man that's like the mm. folksiest like going to going to drop off dry cleaning and talking to the guy about how what a drag marriage is man <laughs> does it get any folksier well, that's that's the thing is that's like Boston I'm like, for you. That's not Boston to be to be fair, but it is like, although like obviously I disagree with it. There is something almost charming about the types of jokes I'm getting from my local oh, yeah. dry cleaner after oh, yeah, coming there for the second time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's so. the best. Nice. Well, it's three married men. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. That's pretty crazy. Three actually. prepared men. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Three intentionally prepared men. Yep. Nice. Well, congratulations, Balix. Yep. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. You are Was now. Was the weather nice? I gotta say, Mr. Alex Kalafi has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Finally, I'm Mr. Um, I was junior before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, so we were worrying about the weather up to the minute, basically. Like, it was mm-hmm. one of those, like, I think because Ian was even though we're in Massachusetts, Ian was sort of like uh, below by a few states um, and still in tropical storm mode. So it was like 50% on the forecast for every single hour. But we avoided the rain. We had a nice, uh, beautiful outdoor ceremony. The uh, reception was in, it was under a tent sort of in this sort of 
garden at this historical house and then just had a really nice party with 70 all 70 of the people closest to me nice (laughs) now the real question is did you have a kiosk set up with steins gate for the for the guests you mean like a GameStop style kiosk? Yeah, and by and by the guests, I mean for you, so you could jump over there and play. Oh my a goodness! With, with the controllers like latched on with this like the little plastic rod. Yes. yes. Or did you opt for the booth, babes? Balak <laughs> <laughs> had a had a booth, babe, with Steins Gate. <laughs> she was walking wedding. around. That'd be so funny. An three themed wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Have you we been to E3 pre- before? Once, 2013. There you go. And that it's pro- it was probably the last year it will ever feel like E3 was 2013. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but it no, doesn't even um, exist anymore. I'm a husband now. I'll tell you, it's... Uh, for I asked her a few days later, like whether like being married felt different, and she said not really. And I thought it felt really different. And the observation she had was, well, for me it felt different after like she got the engagement ring, but for me after I put on my own ring, then oh, yeah. like it became real. physically feels different. Well, it it it's literally physically different. But I yeah. I, I think you you guys must know what I'm talking about. There there's a certain weight to the relationship that gets added post having a ring it's hey. nice I, I you disagree casey of course uh, honestly for me it did nothing really felt too different i mean we'd okay. pretty much been i mean we had been living together for what like 2017 i think 27 years <laughs> It's, yeah, for seven, yeah, literally uh, since so, babies. So five years or four or five years, we'd already been living together, you know, pretty much. So not really, to be honest. Like I said, the biggest thing was like getting used to wearing the ring. But like, yeah, it didn't uh, add any, you know, significance. It was completely different for me. Completely. Well, you were like different. 13, right? Yeah, I was 20. <laughs> and we didn't live together before we got married. Well, see, yeah, so that, that yeah, I could definitely difference. see that being yeah, a, so a I, big old shit. That's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, man, if you live together, like, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know what the big difference would be besides the eternal covenant. Yeah. Aside from when she latched to the ball around my ankle. Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me for being a romantic, boys. I, oh, pff, please. You wish you were half the romantic I was. Yeah, you don't take Jill out to Freddy's every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen you take Jill out once, Alex. <laughs> that was a good bit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we got some stuff to talk about other than yeah. marriage. Marriage. Uh, we got. What, what, what do we got? Um, we got some games we've been up to. It seems like it's probably going to be a quick bite heavy. Mm-hmm. What we've been up to, I'm nice. guessing. I don't oh. know. I don't know if you had anything, Perry. Um, but it seems like you. Oh, no, yep, you're adding something. And now. then, uh, yeah, we got some movies to talk about. A movie that I'm actually legit super excited for to talk about. Mm. And we got some listener mail. You're really that excited for the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie? No. Oh, <laughs> that looks so bad and stupid. I know. It looks like a student film, you know. Like I think isn't... honestly, I bet you the budget was like five thousand dollars, <laughs> and, and they're like, "We're just going to make a lot of money because it's Winnie the Pooh." 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that it's going to be awful. Not a bad, not a bad it. tactic. You know. Yeah. So I, the reason that happened was that the original kids book is now in the yeah, public domain. Uh, public do- okay. I think the I IP is now in public domain. Right? But they can't use Tigger because he came in the second book, apparently. Oh, that's very interesting. So they have to wait however many. I imagine it'll probably just be a few years. I, I don't know the gap between the two. But yeah, they, apparently Tigger can't be in the first one because of that. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll make uh, his debut in the sequel. Voiced by Idris Elba. (laughs) (laughs) But no, not that movie. A different movie. But we'll talk about that. And then, yeah, then we got... And we're going to end it with the poll time. Poll. So let's do it. Oh, nice. Well, poll times are maybe. We have, like, a poll time that's, like, five weeks old. (laughs) We're doing the poll time. It's happening. Well, then we'll get Let's get into it. Games, didn't we? You want me to start? Yeah. Sure. All right. Quick bye. Quick bye. I have been playing a certain game that came out called Nier. Nier. Ata- I know. It's Nier. Nier. I mean, it's Automata. It's Nier. Is that what it uh, is, uh, Alex? I, I say Automata, but I, I, I don't heard know. I say Autonoma. No, I say Automata. I don't know. Yeah, who, it's Depends so what day it is. Anyway, this is a game from Square Enix made by Platinum Games. This is uh, mm-hmm. very much an action RPG with an identity we, crisis. Wait, did we snap? Sorry. We did. Yep. Okay. And, and um, I didn't know what this game was really at all going in. I'll tell you what I thought it was. And then I was like, it looks good. Got a 10 from NWR. Let's do it. Uh, I thought it was basically kind of like a, a different, like a, a different take off of Bayonetta, but like with more of a, more of an RPG take on it. That's kind of what I thought it was anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this game starts off, and it's a shoot 'em up, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, sounds good, fun, fun little shoot 'em up. And then that turns into a, a twin stick shooter, and then that turns into a side scrolling shooter, and then it turns into uh, like a top down, you know, uh, I guess like a third person action game. Uh, really cool. And then it's a side scrolling platformer, and it, it does all this stuff. It's crazy uh, for the beginning. Uh, for the prologue, and uh, and then it opens up into a, a pretty legit, huge action RPG. Way more of an RPG than I thought it was. Way more. I mean, it's it's near Xenoblade like, like, like RPG ness, just with more action instead of. It's hmm. like in between Xenoblade and Zelda, or whatever. But it's very much action. It's total action. I mean, it's like there's no you don't like initiate an attack and then like it's all you feel the hits and stuff. Anyway, um, played like what two hours of it. Interest the weird weird intro that I just was. Do you remember the intro to this game, Alex? Uh, I remember not the intro, but a lot of it. Okay, so. Not the story, nothing about that. It's all fine and good. You're a robot and blah, blah. The weird thing is, is that the prologue, which takes like half hour to 45 minutes to beat, pretty significant chunk. If you die, you have to start from the beginning. Have you heard of this before for Nier Automata? Um... Is this a thing that's known as like, it's. I wouldn't call it particularly infamous. Um, okay. All right. Although I think a lot of 
<laughs> I think plenty of uh, games have weird BS. <laughs> well, yeah, right? Because it's like, it's so, you know, you have these, you know, if your health goes down, you have these things that automatically give you health when you get to a certain thing and you have like 15 of them. And I, and I, I was playing it kind of casually. I didn't think, you know, it definitely tells you like weirdly before, like this game does not auto save and you have to play the game to learn how to save. It says that play the game to learn how to save. It's like, okay. Okay. So I start the game and I get like to the end, the final boss and I died. Right. And I was like, okay. And then it did like a fake, like sped up credit sequence. And I was like, okay. And then I started over from the beginning and it showed, and then I, you know, went to the main menu, right? The main menu, like start game, like, uh, what's going on here? You know, I just played for a half hour. What's going on? And I started it and it starts the initial intro movie and then I'm playing it. And I'm like, what the heck? And I looked it up and you can't save until you get past the prologue. It's just weird. Like, it was super weird. I, and it was fun. Like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll play it again, but I don't want to do this. You just got to um, suck less, Jerry. Yeah, I get. I was playing on normal. Like, there's easy, normal, hard, extra hard. I played on normal. Well, there's you made your mistake, baby. Yeah. And it's just weird. I, I don't know. Like, I just found that super off-putting and weird, but whatever. And then afterwards, like, the saving is just whatever you can't you just have to save you know whenever which is fine but anyway a uh, weird start to the game but enjoying the game uh it runs really well on the switch uh i don't know if i'll stick with it it hasn't hooked me totally but it's it's super impressive and really has a lot of fun things going for it so we'll see what's going on my um my recommendation to you if like you find it compelling and need a push is that the game opens up and you really see what it's about. I think at like the seven, eight, nine hour mark. Not that it's like that. It's not like a final fantasy game where you have to commit to six hours of dialogue before the game gets good. It's still pretty good before that point. Yeah. Like yeah. Zeta Blade 2. Um, Just give it 20 hours. No, I, I think so. Yoko Taro, who's sort of the auteur type, who's sort of at the head of, of this series, um, he makes he does a lot of weird stuff in his games to sort of mess with the player. Uh, I wouldn't say call that explicitly one of them, but I think the weird, cool sci-fi, the weird story stuff, and the weird game stuff um, sort of happens at the at that sort of mark. Sure, and it's yeah. not it's not as long as a Xenoblade game. I promise. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's only what yeah. like twenty to between twenty and thirty, maybe twenty to twenty five. I think yeah. I remember seeing. If on PS4, if I remember right, to get to like a com- to feel like I completed the game, it was about twenty hours total. Mm, um, that's and beautiful the pace, right there. And the pace like speeds up as you go along, so it's a lot brisker, um, especially if you're not doing uh, is it, yeah sub quests. It was weird. Like I I kind of like went off the, the beaten path and I fell down. Like I went down this waterfall thing and. And like it was really cool. I found this cave, and then I, you know, I'm level five, and these enemies are level twenty five, level thirty. You know, so you're kind of just running away from them and stuff. And and I just couldn't figure out how to get back up. It was really weird. Like I went up the elevator, and it was like I don't know where I'm supposed to go, and I couldn't find out how to get back up to where <laughs> I was. Just literally couldn't find a spot. You know, I couldn't warp back either. It was just like 
So it's kind of janky. Like it, it didn't feel. It's. I think it it's very janky. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. it's a very janky game, and yeah. I would say that as far as an action game goes, yeah, I don't think it remotely stacks up to say Bayonetta or like what Camille uh, was doing at Clover, um, okay. that way back when. But it's like I think the weird sci-fi and the weird structural RPG game stuff. That's the stuff that I think yeah. is worth sticking around. I, I, I dig it. I, I'm I'm having fun with it. I just haven't had a chance to really dig in deep. It hasn't hooked me yet. I think it will, but we'll see. You know, so Bayonetta anyway. soon, okay. guys. Ooh wee. We got a stacked couple yeah. weeks, right? Because yeah. it's um, the onslaught Mario. begins. Mario Rabbids. Yep, scorn for me in three days. Mario plus Rabbids in ten days. Uh, Bayonetta in what eighteen days? Persona Five. Yeah, and a month. You per- have you? Did you play Persona Five? I played Persona Five. I need to beat Royal. I have it on uh, PS4, but I've I've played default Persona Five. Gotcha. All right. Well, are you gonna talk? Who's talking next? I will. Okay. I call right. it. Uh, more quick bites, but not gonna snap for this one. Oh yeah, we demos. are. Don't you get a snap? Our McDonald's is Sega Games Live. Sonic Skateboard Rogue and Emmy Dennis Green Puff Flower Catch Shadow Basketball Knuckles Baseball G-Burger Pill Killing Coop Halla Gula Machai Or Gosoko Vipat Line Chalo Chalka Happy Meal Kai but I didn't even say what it is yet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you said a quick bite, and it's not the music to the game. It's just the little yeah, you know the, Do you know how bite. this works? No, Alex? he doesn't. You don't have to so, find music. No, 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 no. So how I think it works, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the way I think it structurally works is you do the quick bite music. And then all subsequent games get their own dedicated music, even if they're quick bites. Nope. But the wrong. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Tell me okay. what did I do? There's what's, a little subsequent uh, subsequent jingle. It's called, that's just like a quick bite single. And little, it goes yeah. Little beep and pop. You know. Doom doom doom. It does that thing. I think so I'm just gonna put more Yakuza music right if you where want. we snapped. To be honest, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. You don't have to find any any music. The, yeah, all the quick bites. Yep. We're trying to help okay. you out, but if you want to make your job harder, by all there means. There you go. By all means. I gotta say, the funnest part of of editing these episodes is choosing the music. Um, and we're not always... going to give you the pleasure this week. You're going to put in the jingle like you're. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never... What are you going to do? Not post it? Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll hold out and. Uh... No, he's yeah. going to go in there and change it. <laughs> well, don't give me it that. It doesn't hurt credit. me. I'm not an original TNP person. I'm just having fun. <laughs> there's your baby. There's your issue. <laughs> this, is, this is business. This is your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I got back from the honeymoon on Sunday. And I didn't bring any call video this games episode, with me. Honeymoon is over. It's <laughs> <laughs> just funny. Sure. Okay. No, that's that's really good. Yeah, they're like, oh, Honeymoon's no. Honeymoon's over. Yeah, that's what my dry cleaner said to me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I didn't... I 
and I haven't been in a particularly like long form video game mood for whatever reason. So there was the Steam Fest where they they have a ton of demos for upcoming indie games, hundreds, I'm pretty sure, uh, every few months. And the reason I was particularly excited is that they had two new Devolver uh, digital demos for two games they had announced a few months ago, but uh, are not out yet. One of them is Gunbrella, which was announced during, I think, uh, Indie Presentation? Uh, Nintendo Indie That's Presentation? That's a fun name. It is. Uh, and then there's Stick It to the Stickman, which is, um, I think it's made by the people who do genital jousting. Oh, man, I thought that was mm. Stick It to the Man when he said, I was like, what a random like <laughs> no, demo to, to play. The, okay, so this is a different game. Stick It to the Stickman. <laughs> okay. No, Stick It to the Man is a different game. This is Stick It to the Stickman. So I'll talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about them both quickly. Although they were both like 45 minutes, if they're still on Steam and you have a PC or a Steam Deck, um, I recommend trying them out. Stick It to the Stickman is like uh, a micro-run roguelike thing where runs are maybe 10-15 minutes. You are a stickman in a 2D plane, very like clumsy physics-based uh, sort of gameplay, where like your characters are just falling on top of each other. And it's, it's you as a stickman fighting other stickmen. Um, and you're sort of a new employee at some corporate, generic, uh, gray corporate office. And um, your job is to beat up other employees and the boss and there's a lot of like corporate satire is kind of the the vibe of the whole thing which is all pretty funny and the way it works is you choose your character type um and then you you level up like very quickly it reminds me of um is dicey dungeons what it's called the uh the one by the vvv guy it's definitely a game i've heard of um perry you've played it the dice game yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that where it's like short runs um, and you level up very fast. And so you get new attacks. And so you can get like a new spinning kick or you can throw a coffee mug. Um, and then you can sort of upgrade those as you level up and get, and get perks. You can re-roll perks. And then they're like quick, fun little runs. Um, awkward physics intentionally. And then there's also a skill tree between runs where you can unlock new character classes. Um you can unlock, let's say, a water cooler to pick up more health and such, so on and so forth. It's pretty simple, but pretty fun. Um, but the one I want to talk more about because it was announced during a Nintendo thing was Gunbrella. And this is made by Doinksoft, which did Gato Roboto, which I haven't played. Oh, Doink yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you played it? I did. Um, that's like a Metroidvania. And the, the people yeah, really who nice made one. that just put out another game, a physical-only Devolver release called um, Demon Throttle, which I actually just pre-ordered the other day. Um, and I played that one at PAX East, and it was, that was really cool. Uh, kind of a cool top-down shoot-em-up. Um, so Gunbrella, same studio who did those. This is a 2D... It feels like it's going to be a Metroidvania, like somewhere between a Metroidvania and a 2D Castlevania. Like, it's hard to tell based on, like, the limited slice what it's going to end up being. But it's a 2D side-scroller action game. Um, I think it's trying to do, like, Orwell-style... I don't know. Like, it's got, like, this dark literary vibe that... And and there are references to to Orwell, um, which... So I'm guessing that's kind of what it's going for. Uh, Sort of this world that's sort of built on this 
resource that's running out, um, which is called crude. Obviously, a take on crude oil. So that one's got like some satire commentary to whatever. Please not be so crude. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, if if I can get back to what I was saying, <laughs> continue. <laughs> um, I it, it was like I I got to do a dungeon. I got some dialogue. Uh, so it's like you talk to characters in this 2D space, then you go to the right, you do some levels, um, you have to go someplace, you have a quest log, but I didn't see any like map looping around. So it feels like a Metroidvania structurally, but I've only gone from left to right so far. So it's hard to say for sure. Um, but the appeal or like the gimmick here is that you have an umbrella that is also a gun. Um, there's multiple, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> there, are, there are multiple ammo types. You sort of get a shotgun burst. That's like the unlimited ammo, but you can get like fast rifle bullets with range that are limited. You pick those up from enemies. Um, the umbrella, it can also be like a, a counter move or you can use it to float or you can use it as a dash. And it seems like you're kind of intended to combo them together. And I'm guess that I'm guessing like sleek, sort of combos is sort of what the ultimate intention is going to be. Under um, my umbrella, Ella, Ella. Combos feel pretty a, good. A, a. Um, combos feel pretty good. Am I distracting that, that was, you with my beautiful. music? <laughs> no, I, I was I was just collecting was just, myself. I was, was very emotional. It <laughs> <sighs> <That> was good. <laughs> That was Casey with his cover of Rihanna's Umbrella on 88.9 Talk Nintendo Podcast. Ella. The honeymoon is over. Yep. The honeymoon is over. It's come and it's gone. I'm still here with you. Up next, we got... Um, I don't I don't know what, what else we sang. Uh, Am I Yakuza up? music. No, no, we're not. You're not. You're not. I can still finish it. <laughs> Am I, I up? We are not. <laughs> we, are, we are not. Casey is up. <laughs> me and alex uh, are a collective being now we are not no it, it was 45 <laughs> minutes i didn't get a good feel for it but the art style is great and it looks really cool so i'm very interested in it and if you have steam in some capacity runs great on deck i'm sure it runs great on your computer i recommend checking out gunbrella and stick it to the stickman demos all you all right i've been playing a little game it's actually a little DLC to a little game called Cuphead. And we'll see if Delicious. Alex decides to get the uh, real music or the jingle there. It'll be a surprise to everybody, except he for doesn't those even listening. know the jingle exists. Still, yeah, yeah, he's so like, I can't find it in the folder. I don't have. You know um, what I'm gonna do, Casey? Whatever I dang well please. <laughs> say it like you mean it. I know you wanted to say damn. <laughs> I, well, I don't. I don't know the swear line that's acceptable on this podcast. <laughs> I think that one's okay. Um, okay. So yes. Uh. Cuphead DLC, yeah, Delicious Last Course. It is more Cuphead, which is a great thing. Um, I had played Cuphead a long time ago at this point, and 
And the DLC, I was always excited to uh, to play. I knew it was coming, and I believe it came out in like June ish. Um, and I forget exactly what was going on, but I remember like I almost picked it up, but then I didn't because some other game, and I just never got around to it. But it has been uh, definitely, you know, there for me to get, and I figured I'd get it at some point. And then I got an email from the fine folks uh, who I guess published this game. Or, uh, or part of it, and uh, yeah, I got a code, so it's like perfect. Don't gotta pay nice. in, I get for, some... for a switch. Yep, nice. Yep. So, um, yeah, I've done like two bosses, and I believe there are 12 bosses. Now, I don't know if they're all like you know how some of them are, are like sort of like you go through the level, um, and some are just bosses. It might be mm-hmm. a mix, I don't know exactly, but there are 12, I guess, stages to beat. So, pretty, pretty hefty size right especially since a lot of these fights you know are going to take you some time to to actually beat so um i think everyone sort of knows what cuphead is but uh you know you go in there you fight the boss you've got like a three hits or whatever it is you know um and then you die then you restart it they're not really particularly long fights but they're super hard so the idea is you know you're going to be doing it a bunch um and then sort of learning the patterns and how to do it and generally, you know, the fights each have sort of, diff- you know, a couple different phases, if you will. Um, so you sort of, you go in there, you get your butt kicked in like five to ten seconds. Then you go back in and you start to, oh, okay. Then all of a sudden you've mastered that first section. Now you move into the next one. You get your butt kicked real quick. And, and then, you know, all of a sudden that first section that was taking you forever to, to finally get, you know. Now you pretty much blow through that in 30 seconds and then... And you just slowly progress uh, to the end of the fight. Um, and it's super satisfying. You know, they get you right back into the action. You've got, you know, your sort of your dodge roll and all that good stuff or dash. Um, the DLC introduces a new character, uh, Mrs. Chalice or Miss Chalice. Um, and, and the idea in the DLC is like you actually have to save her. She was like turned into a ghost of some sort. Um, and you go in there and you talk to this. She actually gives you a cookie. She gives Mugman a cookie, and then he, they switch. She becomes, like, back into the a real life, and, and Mughead, Mugman becomes the, the ghost. And he's like, yo, what the heck, dude? Um, but then, like, it swishes, switches back real quick, and then the baker who made the cookie's like, yeah, it's only temporary, but I could make one that brings you back. However, the ingredients are all held by tough bosses, essentially, right? So you're going around killing these guys and getting the ingredients so that you can make... I believe it's some sort of uh, like loaf of bread or something that will bring her back to life uh, for good. So you know, sort of the the carbilicious. Dry- yep, yeah, it is the last delicious last course, baby. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, Cuphead, right? It looks beautiful, really amazing uh, yep. music to go with it. The presentation just insane. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's more Cuphead. So if you like Cuphead. Uh, it's going to be more goodness for you, right? Like I said, they're tough bosses, but you know, you go in there, you learn the patterns. Really feels good to to overcome those, you know, fights, especially in the beginning. You know, when you first start, like sometimes it really does feel like, "Geez, dude, like I'll never be able to beat this." Or like, yeah, hey, like "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, I, I played it back. You know, when it, I played the original when it when the DLC launched, and you know, it's so amazing looking, and the gameplay is pretty good, but. It, you know, it, it just came down to it. Just felt like work to me. Like thinking back on it, it's like I don't want to dive in because it's it's fun. It's just too hard. 
too much work. <laughs> you know, and I it's just kind of a funny hot take, I guess, but like eh, I don't know. I mean, I think that would probably be a major complaint for a lot of people. Um like I said, you you have to go like, in with the mindset yeah. that you're going to die a whole bunch and it's all about sort of learning each time you go in there learning the patterns and and getting used to overcoming them. And like there are definitely some spots where like you can learn the patterns, but there's still like some randomness to it. It, or it has like, oh, that a same crap load of stuff all over the screen. So, you're, you know, you can get sort of gimped real quick and be like, oh, I'm dead. You know, it, it reminds me like the platforming levels. It reminds me of the difficulty that you get of like playing like a 40 year old game like nowadays, like an old arcade game that's just hard and the controls are better. But it's just it's that feeling of like this is too hard. <laughs> that's like what it reminds me of. And that's why you should have put near on easy, you big baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's that's the shtick, right? It is supposed to be hard. So that's why I was saying if if it's if you like Cuphead, it's more of the same, you know, fun. I mean, it looks awesome. Fun new bosses to overcome. But yeah, if you've played Cuphead in the past and yeah, this is hard and I, you know, or like like Jerry, you know, oh, I like it, but it's just, yeah, I don't I don't want to put in the. You know, like the one boss took me like two hours to beat. Um, so it, it's something where, yeah, it's like you're going to be doing a lot of you're going to put like in the work over and over again. But, you know, with that comes that really nice feeling of overcoming it and, and, and be like, yeah, I finally beat it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I like that. I like the sort of the progression of, you know, when you first start and, and overcoming it. So, like I said, if you've played the uh, played the you know original game and you liked it and you want some more this is great i don't think the dlc is all that expensive and like mm-hmm. i said it adds 12 new areas to to beat um and uh, like, it, well it's not 12 uh as much as it's like there's six five or six i think main levels and then there's a bunch of side qu- con- uh, content i almost said quantent no content croissant uh, and mini bosses it's like half mini bosses and half like cuphead bosses gotcha okay so still pretty sizable great deal dlc great so um but yeah if if you struggled playing the original yeah i don't think this is going to be any different so stay away jerry save your money <laughs> well i just and, i need to beat the original first you know we'll see and if you want to hear more listen back to whatever episode that neil was on yeah with us where i talked about it also <laughs> yeah oh that was the one where i was gone right i don't mm-hmm. think it was yeah on. that was the best episode we've ever done that was our highest rated episode well now we can piece this bit with that one and we'll have the definitive cuphead dlc combo there we go nice Very you know nice. i think it's time for the news. news with casey bibson <laughs> I'm Rick Harrison, and this is my pawn shop. I work here with my old man and my son, Big Hoss. Everything in here has a story and a price. One thing I've learned after 21 years, you never know what is going to come through that door. It's Babson. (laughs) With Casey Babson. Okay, so they the the morning of our show's posting last week. It was actually the afternoon. It was the a afternoon. mere few hours right. before this posted. Right. It was. That's true. Yeah. 
Thank 4 you. 4 p.m. Eastern. And um, they 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 showed the first trailer with an awkward <laughs> intro by uh, first trailer of what Jerry of uh, the Super Mario Bros movie, which I think is the name of it now. The Super yeah, Mario Bros movie. Super Mario Bros. I think it's. I the thought Super it was Mario Super Bros. Mario movie. Bros. Oh. Uh, let's go to news on on Nintendo World Report. Super Mario Bros. movie. That's just what they got it dubbed as. Is an upcoming computer, I think it's computer animated movie. The Super Mario Bros. movie. Yep. Yeah. I tell anyway, you what. Woo. I I am super stoked. I I don't know if they could have handled it any better. I think, and I'm just gonna give you the hot take up front. I think that Chris, what's his face? Pratt. Chris Pratt. I think that's a wonderful take on Mario's voice for a movie. I'm just going to say it. I, I think it'll work. I'm, oh, I'm sure it'll work. Um, yeah, people who get their panties all up in a bunch of it, it's like, calm your britches, Josh. And I'm wondering. You know what I'm wondering? <laughs> Josh, I'm wondering if – this is uh, this is a prediction. What if Charles Martinet is Wario? He ain't. Wouldn't that be amazing? Is Wario even in it? I don't know. They haven't, but he they've they haven't announced. They haven't showed him yet. But that would be a sweet reveal. I feel like they're not. No, nah, I feel like you got Bowser. You got the big bad. Maybe you save Wario. Well, for then a who's future. Charles Martinet? He's not in it. Yes, he is. He's mm-hmm. he is he in. is in a cameo. He, he'll he probably be like uh, I don't know. He'll probably I don't know. Who cares? That's my Who point. No. Yeah. I don't think I feel like Wario would be if there's going to be a sequel of some sort, he could be more of a, a player. I don't know. Isn't that amazing? If that that we might actually have like Wario be an actual character in a Hollywood movie. You know who won't be? Waluigi. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, Waluigi's not going to be in the first movie. For he won't sure. be in any movie. They hate Waluigi. They like, unless if there's Waluigi. a sports movie. <laughs> Waluigi's um, my main jam. I tell you what, though, the the trail like watching the trailer, especially the beginning part where Bowser's uh, ships flying in. It's like yeah. I was like, God, I wish this was a freaking video game trailer. Like a me- like this looks incredible. I know, <laughs> like super. And like they drop the the anchors right, and then and then also how funny it is with the little penguins, you know. Um, that was great. That is but a yeah. mere, uh, you know. Uh, I forget exactly Whatever the wording. I love when the, <laughs> they just show the, the snowball fight, you know? It's hilarious. Yeah, Jack Black's looks... perfect, I think. Yeah. Just... Now, uh, the real thing is the Seth Rogen being the Donkey Kong. That's I'm still be... thinking about it. It's going to sound perfect. <laughs> I hope Honestly, yeah. it works. I, 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 I hope Seth Donkey Rogen Kong doesn't actually speak, and it's just a... <laughs> and it's just actually Seth Rogen just making, like, gorilla noises. That would be well, amazing. Okay, so I, I think it's in something I, I feel I've always felt, and I don't want it to be I told you so because I don't think I voiced this opinion, but I, I felt it was impossible Like when people were like, oh, will the voices sound good or will they sound awful? Nintendo's so involved in this that there's no way it wouldn't have sounded great Like by any standard, whoever ends up there. Um, I know people were worried about Chris Pratt, whatever. Well, it- My hot takes were I think Bowser Jack Black's Bowser it sounds iconic it sounds awesome. these lines that are there like yeah. it sounds flawless and it's like it's not 
There's a little Jack Black, but it's mostly Jack Black doing his take on Bowser, and totally. it sounds great. Yes. Honestly, um, I forgot that he was Bowser. So just even, like, I saw someone after I watched it, like, wow, Jack Black's Bowser sounds pretty great. And I was like, I didn't even realize. And like like you said, you can go back and listen to it. But okay, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's Jack Black playing a really great Bowser. But it was so good, it didn't even, like, register in my mind to think who was voicing it, you know? It just sounded yep. right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, I think Toad, Keegan-Michael Key's Toad, sounds Again, very impressive. Yeah. Um, Didn't even know and, it was him, you know? And it sounded like Toad, too. Like, it's like a, a non-ridiculous version of Toad, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> very, very, like, sharp and, like, very sharp, like, work on yeah. uh, Key's part. But uh, as for Chris Pratt, I actually have a bone to pick with some of the takes I was seeing about Chris Pratt after the... Uh, after the trailer came out. And I understand that some people don't like Chris Pratt, and I don't understand. I, I don't, I'm not going to get into it. I don't care. But people saying that Mario sounded just like Chris Pratt's normal voice are completely wrong. It's completely wrong. It, like, this version of Mario is like very soft Brooklyn accent, Chris Pratt, which... Let's see if you could come up with a better way to voice Mario in this kind of movie. Yeah, people that are complaining <laughs> about his voice, I want to see you do a better voice. I wanted it to be more uh, in line with the Mario and Luigi sound bites. You know? <laughs> like, it's, so I understand Charles Martinet is an amazing voice actor with a ton of range, like Mark Hamill. He's just one of those guys who can do a million voices amazing. Um... But kind of. the way this movie was going to go, it was always going to be a celebrity in Mario's yeah. role. Jack of course Black it was going to be. You know, Charlie Day Luigi, Charles Martinet is <laughs> Mario. And it was like, who the heck is that? Um, it it would have been. And I, fun, I, I think they did. They did it would have been ridiculous, I think. I think we saw. Did you guys ever see that? that we should look up that 3DS video of Mario like showing you things about oh, the, the 3DS. Yeah. And it's really weird that he's talking mm-hmm. so much. No, he did that at, at E3 that I was at, actually, coincidentally. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway. Um, but there's also been, like, I think there was a trailer for Mario Sports Mix where he did, like, long-form Mario talking. I mean, in the WarioWare 3DS game, like, That's he talked weird. to Wario for a while. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I'm just saying, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I never thought that he would be doing it, and it's just fine. And I, yeah, it's, I'm I'm really stoked about it. I think that I, you know, it's fun seeing Miyamoto. I keep I, I keep going like like when I see him, I'm like, please please go make some more games, Miyamoto. Please, like <laughs> the most legendary game designer of all time. Like please keep making games. But mm. we'll oh, I can't wait for this movie though. What, April seventh, yeah, right? It'll be the, my return to the theater. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, it it was one of those ones beforehand. Like no doubt, I would see this movie, even if like it just looked like guys. Meh, maybe that's you know? when we should get together. I thought you were coming in December. Um, well, I mean, when we get together. Yeah. Oh, oh, the yeah. three of us? Just yeah. the three mm. of us. We'll leave the wives at home. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Boys only. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> no girls We're going to go see the Mario movie. But I tell you what, this will definitely, yeah, like like I said, I was going to see it no matter what, but like now I'm, I plan on seeing this day and date. Yeah, I think that they're handling the it, the sorts. It's not like it doesn't feel like a weird. It, it feels like they all know what Nintendo's about, what Mario's about, and they're they're 
adapting it well and it's not like a weird like take off mario i think it's a really legit take so i mean i i still like the original super mario bros goomba movie like the move the goombas from the movie i I linked it in the chat there for you too bad they just didn't make an appearance man what the heck it's like no wonder it took 40 years to make another movie yeah they're still scarred from that original the heck (laughs) i bet i bet that like like when when that happened like what i wonder what miyamoto was thinking like like what the heck did they I'm do pretty, it, it's, I think he's been on record saying he likes it it's you know what it is it's like a very interesting take but like the the making of the movie was there's a really i'd probably mentioned before like a great <laughs> little documentary on uh, youtube gaming historian it's like they went through like eight different rewrites like that the directors were like a bunch of like a-holes or something and like the actors hated each other or hated them so like they're like drunk the whole time yeah mario and luigi the actors would like come in drunk and and all this and that and then i think also like money went out the you know too much money was going out the door so it was like they had to rush certain areas so yeah i feel like that weird part where they're like they're on the elevator and they make the goombas dance <laughs> what the I, I really would like to in that movie? i want to have to watch this movie like a week or two before the, the good <laughs> yeah. new one comes out just so yes. we can have uh, a reference you know that would be great but yeah i can't wait it definitely it like looks super good and i love that freaking poster um like the oh, like yeah, i would love so to have like that on my wall and you know what i can't wait for some related listener mail Listener, 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 man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, who wants to read it? Perry, do you Dear want to Dear Gangsta Magic and the Goo Goo Gagas. <laughs> uh, this is from Lockjaw, by the way. Nice. There are many opinions going around Mario's voice in the new movie, but easily the loudest is that it should have just been Charles Martinet. Many refute this, saying the video game Mario voice that only exists in contextual voice clips would become grading as you approach a two-hour movie runtime. I had a thought, however, that Nintendo is taking a Disney approach to the character. Disney has a rule for Disney World that that there can only be a single instance of any given character in a park at one time. You'll never meet Mickey Mouse, then turn around and see another Mickey in the parade, because that destroys the illusion. Considering Mario is Nintendo's Mickey Mouse, I think they've adopted a similar approach. Charles Martinet will only... uh, will only be in every video game Mario because it would destroy their most important illusion. A feature-length movie and a platforming video game are two very different beasts as far as storytelling mediums go. And speaking from Nintendo's assumed perspective, having the actual Mario voice in the movie would cause conflict with the consumer's vision of Nintendo's flagship character that has been meticulously crafted over decades. What are your thoughts on this perspective? Lockjaw. Honestly, I think it comes down to just Chris Pratt is a big name and it's what was the conversation about when those the the actors were announced for that? Oh my god, Chris Pratt, this that that. Everyone was talking about it. If it was Charles Martinet, no one would care. You know, the video game people like the nerds, right? We'd be like, "Oh, sweet, that's awesome that he gets to do it." And as far as like the reason, like, he, yes, he's the Mario guy. Like, they're not going to go out and get a new one for the video games. But, like, if you put some other person doing that in the video games, I don't think 
95% of people would even realize. That's really interesting. That's an interesting take. Cause I, I never have thought like that. Like I've never, I couldn't care less like who's voicing things in animated movies, but I, I get it. I get yeah. the idea, but like the idea that Chris Pratt's doing it, like makes no, like, I mean, I, it definitely no bearing on me, moves but, the needle. Cause there are people who love Chris Pratt who are going like, maybe don't care about Mario, but they would like, Chris Pratt is Mario. Like I gotta, I gotta watch that. Whether yeah. they go to the theaters or they wait and watch it at home, you know, like it just it drums up conversation. He's a big name and a big personality, so he's going to be part of the, um, you know, the advertising, the marketing, you know. Oh, big names on there. I mean, there's um, a movie coming out like Amsterdam. I don't even know what it's about, but it's got like eight different huge actors in it, and like. Uh, I'm it's got my interest peaked, right? It's like, oh, I like a bunch of those actors. That's probably going to be like a pretty decent movie, you know, where it's like here you get all these big names and it goes, OK, maybe I wasn't really that interested in the Mario movie. But like all these big names are, are you know, doing the acting uh, or the voice acting like I'm now I'm somewhat interested, you know, where again, like Charles Martinet is the man, you know, but like he, he does not move the needle at all for 99% of the world, you know, 99.9, like, let's be serious. And, and like I said, as far as like him in the games, like he's Nintendo's guy. So it makes sense that they're going to just, he does a great job. He does all the voices, but like they could probably get someone that would be very close to Charles Martinet. And mo- again, most people would not even realize the difference. But they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't get something going close for Charles. I well, think they, I mean, like, if Charles you know. Martinet retired, let's say he's like, I'm done. I don't oh, want to do oh, this. Oh, yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. For the video games. And then, yeah, and yes. then they get someone for the video Like, you could get someone to do all of his voices. Oh, yeah. Probably you could get similar. any of us to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, you no, know what I mean? Really, and it would yes, like, be like, okay. Mean. Like, I don't think that's going to break the immersion from game to game. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, it's just an interesting. It's like, we. It's weird having this medium that has you know, animation and acting already in it since the nineties where we know Mario as the wahoo, you know, we have this image of him and then for some reason, bring him to the, the movies, you know, bring him to the, to the big movie. I know they've had different cartoons and stuff too, which th- with different takes on them as well, but this, this is kind of the mainstream, right? And it just, it's a very interesting conundrum where it's like, how do you adapt it for a movie in a way that will please the audience and stuff. So it, it is weird. I I like Lockjaw's take on it too. Um, yeah. You know, d- doing it, it's kind of like the, like the illusion, the idea of like destroying the illusion separates it, but it's familiar at the same time. I, um, I, I also like Lockjaw's take that maybe a reason for this is that doing the Martinet voice would, would sort of be distracting and take away. I think that's valid. I think what Casey was saying, and we were saying earlier about um, sort of the idea that Chris Pratt's a big name also valid and plays into it. I'm guessing both of those things played into the decision. Mm -hmm. I think even simpler, it is an adaptation and it is not an insult to Charles Martinet to do something different with the adaptation. You don't need his approval. It's just you're doing your own thing. It is a different story that uses the same source material. And as long as you care about the source material and you are true to the source material in some way that, I guess, pays it respect. I mean, and even you don't even have to do that. But I think in this case, you probably do. It doesn't matter. It's an adaptation. 
And the fact that it looks like it's going to be a really good adaptation and that the voices seem like they're really good is the end of the line. And in fact, if I may be so bold, I think the people who are so um, and and I and I say that the exception is anyone in discord who's saying this. (laughs) I love everyone in discord Um, and, and I'm definitely not talking about you. But a lot of the people, the loudest voices on social media who are like this loud about these very random critiques of this children's movie and these very highly specific not like there's there's something actually crazy to critique but that it's not charles martinet who has built a very nice life from being an excellent iconic incredible voice of mario in the video games it's like the same people who think they should criticize a movie because a character does something that they find morally disagreeable. Like in order to tell the story, which I think happens in like Marvel movies and pop culture stuff a lot. Like it's, um, yeah, I find, I find it to be a bit of a baby take and I'm an expert on being a baby <laughs> to, to like, wow, to fix. man, not, Balix not... is ba- married. I love the new married Balix. He's an expert on baby, man. He's, and a, I he's... don't, He's dissing on yes. everyone. I love it. He's stunted. I don't mean Lockjaw who's bringing it up as a question because it's an extremely interesting question. But the people who are fixating on these very random aesthetic things that have nothing to do with the art, but sort of the surface level view of the art's place in, in some larger societal context. And I mean surface level is just it's it's baby crap. Like this is just this it's is an adaptation. Who have never produced anything in their life and sit around and do nothing and sit and criticize things. Very it easy. It is an to adaptation that. that looks good, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it ends amazing. there. But I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, Perry. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for the email, Lockjaw. Uh, you can send us an email at tnp at g- tnp mailbag at gmail dot com. That's tnp mailbag <laughs> at gmail dot com. And I and I will find a new way to insult someone next week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Honeymoon is over, man. He don't take crap from nobody. Yeah. Yep. You want to close on uh, an abbreviated poll time? Poll results time. Yeah. So I have a lot of. This is from early September. This is from over <laughs> a month ago. Married man. Um, he don't care about poll time no more. And I have a bunch of responses to this question, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the question. I'm going to go around and see what we all think of it. And then I'm just going to pick out, let's say, three or four. Sounds good. Uh, Do interesting it. ones. Okay. In your opinion, what is an example of a perfect video game? Now, I understand that not all art is perfect. There's no, or there's no such thing as perfect art. Blah, blah, blah. Obvious point. Obvious <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> not Josh's right, nuanced first. take. But other ones. Okay, go I'll, ahead. I'll go first. Super Mario 3D Land. I think that's a perfect game. That's a perfect mm. game. Hard to criticize, in my opinion. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Um, I, I guess I've, I, to, to rattle a couple, you can go Super Mario World is up there. Um, Link to the Link to the Past, I think, is also really I would great. have to disagree. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. The levels are too short and there's too many exits. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, there you go. There, there are yeah. two. There, there are what more. About you, Alex? Said, but I, I think 
Hotline Miami is is the game I, I continually come back to as a perfect. That, I love game. that you love that game so much. I, I, it's just fun fact. I played that game for five minutes and I could not. Alex, you can pass. say what you really wanted to <laughs> so say. I love it. Steins Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's a visual novel. I'm not sure it counts as a video game. <laughs> what really defines uh, a video game? Yeah. What is perfect? <laughs> We should read right. Josh's response in that voice. Yeah, I Perfect will. Perfect is a loaded word. <laughs> that can mean a lot of things and requires a nuanced contextualization. <laughs> Keep going. You have it's to finish it. Perfect in the sense of being flawless. The game probably doesn't exist. But a game with immaculate ex- ex- <laughs> execution? Super Mario Bros. probably fits the bill. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. It's too bad that Josh's since... voice is like the sexiest man voice yeah, in the world. Oh yeah, it's it, but that's just yeah. so good. And then you got Estuardo. You probably haven't played Room in the Night Sky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't disappoint. Um, I I like uh, John Raritan's our, uh, our oh, yeah our big surprise, director. John. Yeah, no, but but he 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 put some effort into the response. No, he did. So I'm gonna no, read did. it. Starfuck. Uh, <laughs> Star- <laughs> uh, do we still want to be hosted on Nintendo World Report? <laughs> every every single response in full time. Now we we treat our people. To yeah, we just make to fun that of voice. Them. Look at you, Star <laughs> Star Fox sixty four. But not even because of its perfect gameplay. It is one of the few games ever made that effectively tells its story in a way that can only be done in a game. It is truly influenced by player action without taking control away to show cutscenes. It just happens. Star Fox sixty four is a very valid uh, answer for this question. I, uh, and I would say I, I would Star Fox 64 3D, but yes. Well, what's great about it, too, is <laughs> sure. that like the the previous <laughs> ones were like, you could see it, oh, there's some good game here, you know? But then like Star Fox 64 is like, here's like the finished version, you know? Like, it looks great. It plays great. Um, yeah. I was going to say, you could great, also say like pick. Super Smash Bros. Melee would be up there. Like, that's a pretty flawless game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You ever play Star Fox and Star Fox 64, then go back to Star Fox 2, like when it was released the last few years, and go like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but really, yes. what about Star but, Fox Zero? It's, uh... Yeah, again. Yeah. A VR game that's not in VR. All right, a couple Ooh, more. Yeah, I've never heard that before. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I've never heard Ru- that before, Casey. Precisely. What'd you say? A VR game that's not in VR. That's what Star Fox Zero is. It kind of does feel like that. That's exactly right. Who, who, where'd you hear that from? My brain. Did you really just come up with that? You didn't come up with that. No, uh, it's, it's a val- it's, it's. I don't know. Cool. I might have seen it somewhere. I that's might wonderful, have thought of it on my really, own. That's a really, really... That's it. That hits it right on the head. Anyway. A uh, couple more. Brood War said Chrono Trigger, which is also a valid take. Yep, that's uh, up there. S- Pseudonym, Tetris Attack, Paneled Upon Puzzle League, Midgar, uh, My Boy, or perhaps Girl, Hollow Knight, love that, Diddy Kong's Ooh, Quest. Which that's I a good did. one. That's uh, two, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and then... It's Diddy's Anna- Conquest. Boom. Boom. Diddy's Conquest. Oh, that's true. You said it wrong. I, I Get know. Get off the podcast. Uh, Anna Foster said Super Metroid Mega Man X Chrono Trigger um interesting take 
from LL. Super Mario Odyssey, I'd put it 10 out of 10 above Breath of the Wild at 9.9. I I don't know if I'd call it a perfect game, nor would I call Breath of the Wild one, but I think I'm also in that weird, uh, I like Super Mario Odyssey more than Breath of the Wild, but I like Breath of the Wild a lot too. It's a good conversation to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a nice... One of these like, days. It's just a wonderful... Breath of the Wild's amazing, and oh, Odyssey's amazing. So I would love... Man, yeah, 2017. A, what a what year a for games. Dude, dang, what mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I want to close on this one, which I think is like a very interesting pick that I read it, and I'm like, yeah, you might be right. Uh, Christopher Kilby said, Mario Maker on the Wii U. Nice. That mm, is... Yeah. That was crazy good. Amazing. Yep. Yep. And like you had no idea going in exactly how good it was going to yeah, end that, up that being. Was, that was incredible. What an incredible experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. That's it. That's all Hour she wrote. Long. Hour long. Here Perfection. we go. All right, guys. It was very fun. Here we this go. Week. Here we go. Is Charles Here Martin we go. on the phone? Yeah. I bet he'd come on. Chris? He, he is the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Have you ever seen him? He like couldn't yeah, be I happier. Yeah, I you did? Yeah. And he didn't bother uh, to ask nice? him to come on the show? Yeah. He was so nice. He took pictures with everyone who wanted to. I know. Because he's yeah, it's like... it's funny that people really hate yeah. him for some reason. <laughs> who? Charles Martinet? Oh, I thought you were talking about Chris Pratt. No. No. <laughs> I meant Chris Pratt. He took pictures with oh, everyone. Oh, when you said Honestly, the voice of Mario, I thought you meant Chris Pratt. Cause... Yeah, that's what I thought we were talking <laughs> yeah, about. That's funny. I hear Chris Pratt's a nice guy, too, though. Oh, yeah. Totally. Anyway, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo. P. P. Oh, D. 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 <laughs> and, that was snappy. Uh, that was sharp. That was crazy. And uh, you can support Nintendo World Report over on Patreon at patreon.com slash NWR. That's patreon.com slash NWR. And uh, you will find us here next week. As all, well, you at least find me. You might not find these other two guys because they, they can't heads. be bothered to come on when they get married yeah but as, as an as a new husband i'm on my way out on this show yeah, yeah. i have new responsibilities <laughs> yep uh but anyway I'll see you next week on the talk nintendo podcast podcast mm-hmm
This is a certified Balak's Classic.